Hello, and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast Twitch channel. My name is Michael, and we are here tonight for another edition of The Sample Adventures. This is a newer streaming show that we've been doing where we take a look at a new role-playing game through the eyes of the creator who included a sample adventure for us to try with the core book. Sometimes we stretch that a little bit like we're doing tonight because this is an adventure that's not technically included in the core book, but it is an adventure that was designed by the game's designer to be an example of what a good sample adventure would be. I, of course, am Michael. You can find me on the Twitters at the RPG Academy. And tonight I'm going to be playing an orc named Ramrod, who was a former soldier or who is a former soldier. And is currently a vagabond. He's just traveling the world, having adventures like Kane from Kung Fu. Joining me tonight is Big Al the Lawyer. Big Al, say hello to everyone and tell us who you're playing, please. Hello to everyone. Um, I am Big Al the Lawyer, and I will be playing a clockwork by the name of Tuck, as in Tick. Excellent. Do you yell spoon as you run into battle? I might. Excellent. I might yell fork instead since oh, I talk. Change it up. I like it. All right. And then also joining us tonight is RJ. RJ, say hello to everyone and then uh, tell us who you're playing. Hello, everyone. I am playing Thurbad Dunnothin. Um, he's a, a detective, former militia member. He's uh, got a great big belly. He's a very dashing, handsome dwarf. And uh, yeah. All right. And then rounding out our cast tonight is Chris. Chris will be hosting the game, running the game. And so Chris, say hello to everyone. Tell us who you are. And then kind of introduce the game and the module, please. Excellent. Uh, well, I'm Chris Berlew. Some of you have heard my name or seen my face a few times around here. Uh, tonight, we're going to be playing Shadow of the Demon Lord. Uh, I'm going to run the Dead by Dawn little module that was written for him. Uh, it's a really well-written, short starting adventure for shadow of the demon lord uh for those who are fans of shadow of the demon lord uh we're going to keep this pretty pg-13 as the game isn't always but it is definitely one of my favorite games for a fantasy horror setting i used to describe it as uh, D D and call of cthulhu kind of merged together so it's gonna be fun see if anybody goes insane excellent that'll be one of my goals but we'll see how it goes and uh, yeah, so we'll just kick things off. So Chris, take it away, please. The game's going to start in a, in a small village outside a really particularly old and kind of gnarly forest. Uh, in this forest, in the center of it is Old Knock. It's a tree that's lived for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. It's actually rumored that all the trees in the forest owe their existence to Old Knock. Uh, near Old Knock is... The Goat Horn Inn it is just a modest little inn standing on the edge of that dark and forbidding forest alongside a neglected road that travels through the woods. Aside from it, uh, you can see just a couple of small outbuildings. There's no other structures nearby. Uh, this is one of the few inns on this road as travelers go through. Well, let's see. Let's start with... Uh, Michael, we'll start with you. Your character, uh, you're walking up to this inn. Please describe your character and how he approaches the inn. All righty. So I am an orc. So I'm like six and a half feet tall. I have sort of a gray-green uh, complexion. Uh, I'm, I'm burly and muscular, but not like overly 
tight, like chiseled features. It's more of like a dad bod, but like a solid dad bod, you know? Um, I've only got like a little tiny patch of chest, just chest hair. It's like a little triangle right here between my pecs, which I, I groom and then have like a little rat tail that comes down off of it. I'm wearing a helmet that's made out of a boar's skull and it's got the tusks on it. I just have like a He-Man loincloth and boots. Otherwise I don't wear any armor. And uh, coming across my shoulders, there, there's a tattoo that I have. of It looks like dragon's claws, like reaching over my back. Uh, when you see the back, you will see that whoever the artist played a cruel joke on me and how they designed the rest of the uh, tattoo uh, of the dragon. But since this is PG-13, I will not describe it specifically. <laughs> my weapon is a club, which is basically a femur of a giant. So it's just a large bone uh, that I have sort of whittled down one side to make more of a handle grip, but it's just, it looks like I'm carrying a giant bone around. I probably have just like a small coin purse. I actually have a little bit of money. I'm an ex-soldier, so I'm always on the lookout for danger. I'm eyeing things, trying to see what's going on. I basically got here by accident. I took a left turn at Albuquerque, and I've just been walking straight ever since. So I'm very parched, and I'm looking for a place to rest my weary head and maybe drown my sorrows. Excellent. As Ramrod opens the front door, you see that the, it opens up to a large hall. It's occupied with tables and chairs in the center. Uh, there's a few booths along the far wall. Uh, in the center is a large fireplace. On one side, there's a large buffet table. And there, straight across from you is a very well-kept bar. Uh, behind the bar, you see a door that leads into what you assume is the kitchen. And there's a short corridor uh, to the left side that leads up to the common room. And the opposite side... On the right side, there's a corridor that leads up to some noble or the more expensive suites. The ones you've heard about. Heard of, yes, I've never actually been there. Uh, so I will make my way to the fire first. I will take off my boots. I'm sure they're sort of wet and squelchy from the, the road. And so I'll kind of wiggle my toes as I pull them off. I'm going to set my boots near the fire so they will get nice and toasty and warm out. And then I will barefoot shuffle up to the bar and, you know, slam a fist down and mead and drink eat, and food for me. And I'll look around and, and also me again. As, as soon as you start taking off your boots, you see a uh, female dwarf with blonde hair and a very thin blonde beard. She walks her way out there and she's just standing there kind of smiling and waiting for you to walk up to the bar. And then she says, hmm, hello, I am Ananda. How are you? I am well. I am thirsty and hungry. Can you help me with either of those? Yes. Where should we start? Drink. Very well. She turns around, pours her, pours a big mug of ale, pounds it back, slams it down on the bar. That was a good idea. And another. Pours one, slams it down, sets the, the empty mug down. Now what? Can I have one? Yes. She pours one and slides it down the bar to you. I will I will match her and I'll slam it and then put it down. Another! Pours one and slides it down to you. So, uh, as that's happening, Al, you're walking yes. up to the bar. Please describe your uh, character talk there. Uh, well, I'm a um, humanoid, generally humanoid in shape, uh, about six foot tall, weigh about 300 pounds. Obviously, it's, it's a whole lot of... Uh, 
like a darker uh, tarnished metal that makes up the majority of my body. I don't have any facial features. Uh, there are a couple of empty orbs that might be eyes and the that's it. So when I speak, you can't tell exactly where it's coming from. All right. And uh, for anybody that isn't familiar with the game, uh, Al's playing a clockwork. So clockworks are an animated, almost like a golem that through some sort of magic, a soul has been bound to it. They're generally created for a specific purpose. Uh, They might be farming, for example, or pulling a carriage or standing guard. At some point, they're released from whatever their original purpose was. Either they've earned their freedom or taken their freedom or, you know, whatever story you want to come up with. And they wander around trying to figure out kind of meaning of their existence. Uh, They do have a couple differences. Clockworks can't be healed by normal healing. They usually have to have somebody actually physically repair them. The other fun thing with uh, clockworks, you have a key that has to be turned. If at any point that key stops turning, you stop working. So somebody has to then come over and turn it. Game mechanics-wise, uh, what I do is if you roll a one, I consider that a big flub, uh, I might have your key stop turning. And then you're basically a big statue for a few minutes, forcing somebody else to come over and fix you. Nice. But you open the door here to the goat horn. You see an orc pounding drinks back with a you know, a blonde dwarf over there, and she's giggling and twirling her hair and has one foot kind of kicked up on the bar. And as soon as you walk in, welcome to the Gothorn. What can I do for you? I require lodging. No more, no less. Very well. Come on in then. Share a room or room to yourself. Ramrod will turn and look aghast. Sir, someone has stolen your face. I'm going to sidle up to uh, the bar where Ramrod is and pointedly leer a little bit towards him so that he can really look at my face. And then I'm going to say, a true follower of the new God needs no face. Who do you worship? Currently, this fine young lass, because every time I say another, she magically gives me another ale. It's a miracle. Your soul is in need of saving. It's in need of getting drunk right now. Let's work on that one first. I'm going a, I'm to a turn, turn away from him at that point and go down the bar a couple of steps and uh, ask about where my lodging is going to be. That's a good uh, good question. Turns, opens the kitchen door. Gelda, somebody has a real question for you. She shuts the door and uh, a few minutes later, you see a, another female dwarf come out. Uh, short black hair, thick black mutton chops. And she looks at you and says, welcome to the goat horn. How may I help you? I require lodging, no more and no less. Very well. A room to yourself or the common room? There's a long pause. Someone stole his face. The common room will suffice. Very well. It is up the stairs when you're ready. Thank you. Gelda turns and looks at Ramrod. Oh, hello. And she bows deeply. Is there anything else you require? I was hoping to get some food at some point. Very well. Would you like the stew or the stew? I will have the first one. Very well. She walks to the back. 
And with that, RJ, your character is walking up. Please describe Thurbad do nothing. Thurbad done nothing. Done nothing. <laughs> done Can't nothing. Write. Can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> so uh, Thurbad is a, uh, he's an older dwarf. He's uh, got some salt and pepper going on in his, uh, or black hair. Salt and pepper's black. Yeah. He's got black hair. There's traces of gray all going through it. He's got a, just a rotund belly. Like it's, it's magnificent in dwarf standards. He has a very like uh, regal, very like put together features. He takes, he takes great pride in his beard. It's very particularly braided. There's uh, some rune stones all up and down in them. Some of them, may have glowed at one point or another. You're not really sure when you take at a just a cursory glance. Um, uh, he has a a very heavy mantled canvas cloak. It was probably brown at one point, but it's faded into something a little lighter. Um, the bottoms are very worn, but uh, it's very well taken care of. He uh, comes in proffering a like what seems to be like a some a piece of paper and he walks in and declares loudly another case solved <laughs> i found that lady's cat or uh, what was left of it and i need a drink <laughs> yes see ya blonde dwarf oh welcome to gothorn i, I am uh, ananda i will be your waitress for this evening Ananda, what would you like yes uh yes. he he looks like he's having a great time i'll have what he's having and he motions to ramrod okay she walks up takes the drink out of ramrod's hand and walks over and hands it to you probably mostly drank already it's all backwashed at this point uh yes excellent i'll i'll have another she looks at ramrod looks at you he doesn't have any i'll have the same thing, but in my own mug. Very well. She goes over and pours you a drink and brings it to you. Here you go. Thank you. He take he takes a drink. Displaying probably some unusual limberness. Um, Ramrod has now taken his right foot and put on the bar. So he's doing sort of like a stand-up yoga pose. And I'm using a small dagger to pick out the dirt from my toenails. Nice. Onto the bar, of course. A few minutes later, uh, Gelda comes out and sets down the stew in front of Ramrod, and she's made you a big, hearty portion. Oh, excellent. Mm, this smells delicious, my fine lady. Thank you. She smiles and looks over at the new guest. Oh, may I get you anything? Yes, absolutely. I, I will. I will kind of hover over mine because I'm afraid he's going to say what he's having, and she'll take it. So I'm not. I'm going to like guard it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll. Uh, I. I would like a another bowl. I would like a bowl of what he's having, but not his specifically. Please, a bowl of stew. Elda looks at you, confused. Very well. She walks to the back. A few minutes later, she sets a bowl down. Thank you very much. As you guys are eating, uh, the door opens, and a few bumps and bangs as a uh, human comes in. He's got this big mop of blonde hair. He's got a very easy smile on his face, and he 
walks in with a small array of different musical instruments and he sets them up in one corner looks around ladies and gentlemen and everyone else i will i'll do the thing where i look over my shoulder because i don't see a gentleman either yeah my name is bester and i will be your entertainment for this evening he begins playing different tunes and various songs and tells stories He's just working to kind of entertain the crowded in that you have made it. All three of you. I will begin working on my left foot. And if I get a particularly tough bit of dirt, I might like suck on it to try to get the dirt unlodged from my toenails. After a couple of minutes, uh, Ananda starts dancing and spinning around. She's having a good time. Every now and then she comes over and, pours a mug of alcohol and either offers it to one of you or drinks it herself or drinks part of it and then offers it to one of you or offers it to you then drinks it herself. She's not always sure what she's going to do with it. And the festivities go on for a little while. And then just as it starts getting dark, Bester, he announces, I'm going to take a break. Please enjoy the rest of the festivities and please help yourself to more food and Gelda's putting out some small things on the buffet uh, mostly finger food I will assault the buffet just absolutely just pile just big pile of just food at least two of everything as you guys are doing that Ananda she bumps into talk and just oh i'm sorry and then she stops and looks around where is horvath he's not here i'll get him and she heads towards up the stairs towards the noble suites you hear her knocking on the door horvath dinner there's no answer and she starts banging on the door starts yelling horvath dinner and there's no answers and then she starts wriggling the door and she turns and yells down the stairs he locked it well i almost designed specifically for opening locked doors kind of like my whole thing so i will answer this call okay she's standing in front of one of the doors tapping her foot we need that opened it would be my pleasure fine lady Perfect. And I will kick the door down soundly or try to anyways. All right. So you're going to make a strength challenge roll. Okay. Uh, and Shadow the Demon Lord, uh, most things are done on challenge rolls. So you're going to just take whatever your strength score is, minus 10. That becomes your modifier. So my strength is 11, so that would be a plus one. Perfect one. So roll a d20. Your target number is a 10. Most challenge rolls, your target number is going to be a 10. I failed terribly. I rolled a two plus one would be three. Four holds solidly. I look somewhat embarrassed like, I'm I'm sorry, this doesn't really happen to me. I must be tired. Let me uh, just give me a couple minutes and try it again. Slide my face a little bit. Limber up. I, I don't have my boots. That's the, that's absolutely yes. And then All right. 
I'll kind of like wiggle the door, try to loosen it a little bit, you know, before I give it another good go. All right. She watches you, but then leans down. Anybody else want to try? I, there's there's no need for anyone else. I've I can <laughs> I've got this. It's it's fine. Uh bad will uh saunter up the the stairs. He just kind of wants to watch. Sometimes that helps. Ah, come on, big guy. You got this. You got this. Come on. I would like to try again, if I may. Yep. Is there anything I can do to help me in this role so that I don't suck once again? Any challenge role can have some uh boons added to it and boons are d6s that okay. you can add to your role uh do you have a any kind of profession or background that might have led you to opening a door well again my background is that as a soldier that was prim- primarily my function is i would go through the door first so i have a lot of experience breaking down doors perfect add that d6 fantastic there are ways of getting multiple boons you roll all the dice you just take the top die so you don't right. add those dice but the D6s anyways. So that is a 12 on the die, a 6 on the D6, plus 1. So that's a 19 total. Nice. The door splinters off its hinges, crashes loudly. Yeah. That... You get a real silent golf clap, it looks like, from Thurbad. Mm-hmm. I just want to take easy the first time. You know, I didn't want to embarrass anybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I will kind of like wave her in, you know, bow and push the door open with the back of my hand. In the room, you see a old gentleman. He is lying on the bed, very pale skin, hair very gray. It's a ghost. Very, very, very unkempt. An unkempt ghost. Lying on the bed completely naked. It's a naked ghost. A good ghost. A good ghost. Is a... Is he okay? And Ananda, she, she walks over, pulls on his hand. Come on, time for dinner. She, she's pulling on his what there? His arm. Oh, okay. And he's not moving. He's, he's flaccid. Mm-hmm. All right. I will go into his face and just like, ah, and yell and scream and loudly into his ear holes. No reaction whatsoever. Check. I'm sorry, milady. I believe he has passed. Passed what? His expiration date. Oh, you're saying he's dead? I believe he is dead. Huh. Well, uh, may, may I take a look? I will pick him up by the scruff and hold him like a newborn kitten in front of my new dwarven friend. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can make a intellect challenge roll. If you have anything related to medicine or well, anything that might tell you if a person has uh, expired. I, I'm a detective. <laughs> My profession is detective. You're trying to detect so I'm, life. I'm investigating his life. Okay. Fair enough. Add, add one, one boon on there. All right. Uh, 10 on the die plus five plus zero intellect. So 15. Okay, 15. Um, you do a very thorough investigation. You feel for the heartbeat. You listen listen to his breathing. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> okay. Um, can I like... He's actually starting to smell bad. So he's been dead for a while. I see. 
Okay. This fellow's been dead for quite some time. Uh, why don't you lay him back on the bed? I'll sort of turn and just let go and he'll thump. bonelessly fall into the bed. Mm, excellent. Yes. Is uh, rigor mortis set in? Is he uh, quite stiff yet? Or is he still a limp noodle? Uh, no, he's he's been dead long enough that rigor mortis is not setting in or has yeah. already passed. Yeah, it sets and then it expires. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember the time frame, but it's one of the two. Okay. And these are the nice rooms, right? Like this yes. is like, okay, I'm going to start poking around because I've probably never been in a room this nice before. So I'm going to be like opening Perfect. things and just like, and see what's around. I'm not inspecting the murder. I'm just curious because I've never been in a nice room before. Okay. He died. He didn't necessarily, he wasn't necessarily murdered. Uh, well, the death. I, I don't care if he was murdered. I didn't do it. <laughs> did I? Did I do it? I don't think I did it. I'm just no, got he, he looks too, he looks too whole to have been me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find a, Rough hewn bear pelt satchel covered in strange mystic looking markings. I will toss that over my shoulder. Okay. Then you also find a, a one, I love it, 1d6. I should roll that. Four copper pieces. I'll do the little bite test. I don't, I don't actually know what that does, but just I've seen other people do it. Uh, and like, uh, didn't like very obviously, and then like, I uh, didn't find anything, and I will very obviously put them into my own pockets. Okay. As you do that, Thurbad, roll me a perception challenge roll. Okay. And perception should be based off your intellect. Yep. And your ancestry. Okay. I got a 17 plus one, 18. You hear from the bed a voice that just says, I hunger. I smell your blood. Taste your flesh. Death comes for you, carried by my children that I have sent to end you. They come for you, come to end your miserable mortal lives. Really chatty Cathy for a dead guy. I'm guessing some kind of insanity role. Corpse sits up, turns and looks at you. Make a will challenge roll. Okay. Uh, 16. You shake off that frightened feeling, so you don't gain any insanity. But Horvath's corpse is now moving towards you, hands reaching for you, teeth bared, and his eyes are wide open but they're rolled completely back in his head. I'm assuming I followed you all up there, right? Works for me. Because I I think at this point I would step in front and just like try and hold him. That's that's not a good ghost. It's a good ghoul. He is moving towards you. What would you guys like to do? Uh, Well, if the faceless man wants to try to hold him, I'll let that play out first. And then I'm going to turn this man into a puddle of goo. Okay. We will treat this like uh, combat. In combat, you have two different things you can do. You can take a short turn. So you can take a fast turn or a slow turn. Fast turn basically means you take one action. Slow turn means you're going to pause and take, in essence, two actions. Could be move, then attack, draw a weapon, then attack, or anything along those lines. 
right now you guys don't have any spells or anything that require you to do slow turns, but none of you have weapons out either. So right now I would say, uh, Al, you're working at a, as a fast turn as you're trying to restrain him. Yes. Go ahead and make a uh, strength a challenge roll. And how do we do that again? You're going to roll a d20 and your target number your target number on that's going to be an 11 because it's an opposed roll. Uh, 14. So you, you have him held down. He is currently clawing at your metal arms and snapping his teeth. Anybody else want to take a fast turn? Uh, I will fastly yell at Ananda, my club, go get my club, please. She takes off and heading downstairs. What would Thurbad like to do? Uh, he's going to pull out a billy club from underneath his his like traveling cloak. He's got a nice ebony wood. It's got some carvings on it. It's got his name carved on it so he doesn't lose it. And he's going to try and smash it on the head. All right. So you're going to roll to attack. Uh, attacking is very similar to a challenge roll. You're going to roll a d20. Okay. Uh, you're going to add your strength modifier. Uh, you're going to be targeting against their defense score. Okay. Their defense is a nine, or his defense is a nine. Okay. I rolled a 15. Perfect. Roll your damage as you hit. Okay. Uh, two. So you smack him. He looks at you and smiles. I hunger. He's snapping his teeth. He is going to attempt to break free of the grasp of the clockwork. What is your strength? Uh, nine. He did not roll high enough. So he is still pinned down on the bed. He is pushing and clawing and kicking at you. Nobody else can hear, but I'm like uh, whispering like prayers to him. Like, you know, the power of my God compels you and stuff like that. Well, uh, so we'll go back to the top. Who would like to take a fast turn? I'm waiting for my club to be put into my hand. Okay. So you'll be on a slow turn. Uh, I can I just hit him again. Yep. Take another fast turn. Okay. Or take a fast turn. All right. Same target number as a nine. I rolled a natural 20. Nice. Perfect. Roll your damage. Does that do anything in this game? Like a crit? Technically in the system it doesn't, but I always say if somebody wants to do something cool with it, you can. Okay. He's... Well, I rolled four damage, so instead of one hand, he's going to take two hands and hit him hard. Excellent. So it's, you know, two hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'll remember that after this. What would Tak like to do? Is he going to continue holding, or is he going to do anything else? Yeah, I think I'm just going to continue holding and see what, see what everybody else wants to do about it. All right. Perfect. Uh, with that, uh, Ananda comes running up with your club. She's standing there. I got it. Hand it to me, please. Hands it to you. I'm going to walk around to the other side of the bed. I'm going to take some of the covers and like wrap around his head. Okay. And then smash, smash. the head. All right. Roll the hit. Got an 11 plus one, 12. Perfect. Roll your damage. Four. Do you add anything to your damage rolls or is it just state? Nope. It's just the straight die roll. Four it is then. Later on, once uh, characters actually achieve levels, the levels can give you different bonuses to damage. Gotcha. Excellent. So we're to him. 
he is going to attempt to break free. Got to break free. 14. So he grabs a hold of Tok's arms, slides one of his shoulders through and pulls himself up your arms, and he is standing up, and he looks past you right to Ramrod. I hunger. Currently has a duvet wrapped around his face, though. Yeah. Heading your directions. We're back at the top. Fast turns. So in my head, I'm on the other side of the bed to where Talk was. Because yep. I'd gone around the other side. And so the bad guy, creature, ghoul thing went on the same side of the bed that Talk was. So the bed is between us. And I am facing them, which means I'm also facing the open door that we all came in. Might I assume that there's a window behind me? Sure. All right. I want to try to grab this dude and just chuck him out the window like I'm getting rid of trash. All right. Roll a strength challenge roll. No, that's a big old three on the die. All right. Grab a hold of him. He slips out of your grasp as his skin is a normally loose from its body and it seems to just be kind of slippery it slides right out of your grasp <clears throat> a, a little dry heat <clears throat> his, his uh, skin is like moldy jello and it squishes in my fingers yeah all right uh, who would like to go next i can get a bucket please <clears throat> i will i i'll see what he's what uh what uh, ramrod is trying to do and i'll uh try to push him because I imagine he's got him kind of into a position, and I will attempt to shove him through the window. Strength challenge roll. Okay. That's a 15 on the die. More right. higher. Just rashing out the window, falls to the ground with a sickening thud, and you hear the snap of bones. Are you looking out the window? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. You see in the distance... Other shadowy figures shambling towards the inn, and you hear a chorus of the, I am hungry, hunger. And they're coming from all different directions from around the inn. Uh, what is the dwarf glass's name? Which one? One that... The bl- blonde or the dark? One that followed us up here and brought the... Ananda. Ananda! Yeah? Lock and close all the exterior doors. Now. Why? There's more of those things out there. What things? The good g- ghost. Okay, silly. She walks down the stairs. She, you can hear her locking the doors. Give yourselves all one fortune point. Okay. The way fortune works, fortune is a mechanic that you can spend it in one of two ways. Anytime you fail a roll, after you have failed, you can choose to spend your fortune and you'll automatically succeed at it. Or you can spend it on somebody else's die roll. They're going to get two boons that they can add to their die roll. So they would roll 2d6, take the higher of the 2d6. Okay. All right. I will rush down the stairs after Ananda and we'll also begin locking doors, barring windows, overturning tables and shoving them against things and just generally causing a lot of chaos because I'm not explaining what I'm doing to anyone else down there. It looks like I'm just wrecking the place. I I will follow and I will start shouting, we're under attack. 
Bester looks. Well, oh my! What? Under attack from what? Would I know what is like a zombie is? Roll an intellect challenge. Roll. Do you have any professions that would help you know what a zombie is? Um, I may have fought against them in the militia, protecting protecting town from. Sure, I'll buy it. Uh, Beauty of this game is as long as you can convince the GM, you get the dice. Seventeen. Yes. Zombies. They hunger for our flesh. What? Yep. It's bad. Oh my. What are we going to do? Put up all the storm covers on all the windows. Everything up against all exterior walls. Grab a weapon. Get salt. Wait, that's demons. Get iron. No, wait, that's fairies. Sharp things. That's zombies. That's vampires. Gilda comes out. Uh, the day I feared would come. All right. Let's get to it. She's a little too shallot for this. Yeah. Well, she does have a crazy partner. All right. So the way this is broken down, there are, uh, you, you have to survive the night. Uh-huh. So it's going to be broken down into different phases. In between each uh, resolution phase, we'll call it, is what they call the siege. You guys get to take different activities you want to do during the siege. You describe what you're doing. Uh, I'll tell you what dice you have to roll and what the effects are. After we do the siege phase, then we go on to uh, the resolution phase, which is where I get to roll dice and see what bad things happen. So what are you guys doing now? Uh, well, I will just, I'm I'm very strong, not very bright, but I'll follow order as well. So I want to basically play like free safety. I'm going to be in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And wherever I think there's a breach or wherever um, uh, either any, I'm going to say the other two players, of course, but if anyone in the bar, including the minstrel or the bartender is like there or, you know, they're coming through this way. I'm just going to run and attack wherever they're attacking from. Perfect. Roll a perception challenge roll. My perception is nine, but I have a bonus because it says 10 on my sheet. So yeah. maybe for my ancestry or something. Yep. More than likely. I rolled a 19 on the die, so that is a 20 total. Perfect. So you have successfully found some gaps, and you're bolstering up the defenses on here. Excellent. Uh, what? Are you, you're still, you are carrying that satchel, correct? No, I threw it over my shoulder because I was not interested at all, and then I took the four copper coins. I have those. Gotcha. I think it would make sense for talk. Roll me a perception challenge roll. 11. Perfect. Um, that bear pelt satchel, you noticed after all the commotion with Horvath, there is writing and mystical markings on the outside of it. And the one thing I forgot to put on the character sheets, but we're going to say, yes, you can do it. You can read and write the languages you speak, which I think is only common. Um, and I... I... I, I didn't say this earlier, but uh, I would have assumed that um, Talk would have picked that up off the ground after it was tossed. Perfect. You can make out that the words are the beginning of some type of incantation. Is it like an incantation I would be familiar with as a uh, Inquisitor's henchman or not? It is an uh, incantation. As much as you can make out uh, with just initial glance it's a very 
very old incantation. There's mentions of done annually, and it does require a sacrifice to be made. All you can make out during this little section, because it is very ancient writing. What is uh, Thurbad doing? Are there any specific actions that are available to him? Like you, you mentioned that there were some actions or some things you can do, or is this just whatever comes to my mind? Right now, it's whatever comes to your mind. I think he is going to... How many other folks are in here? Is it just us three and the two dwarves? And Vester, oh. the musician, bard. All right. I will be trying to organize them and trying to like strategically place barricades. Okay. So you're going to help with bolstering the defense. Yes. All right. Uh, roll a perception check, just like we had done earlier. Okay. And that check will probably change as we go as things change. That is 11. Okay. So that's what you guys are doing the first one. Excellent. Uh, Michael, please roll me a d20. A d20. I got a 20. Natural 20 on the 20. Very well. I lost my other die. Uh-oh. I'm good. I'm good. As you guys get done with that, it gets very quiet. You guys are looking around the room. Everything seems secure. You can hear the crackling of the fire. Did we win? Did we win what? And as soon as she says that, a crashing through one of the windows, the boards you put up break, and three humanoid bodies come lumbering through, arms out, eyes glowing green, teeth bared, dripping some sort of black ichor off them. Hunger! And they begin walking towards you. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time.
The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.